I'm Dr. Jake Owens, Director of Conservation for the LA Zoo, and you're listening to Biodiversity. For this week's bonus episode, I got to chat with Lily Shertok, an 18-year-old who began organizing events to bring attention to the climate crisis in high school, proving that age is not a barrier to making a difference. Well, first, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Lily Shertok. I'm 18 years old. I graduated from Santa Monica High School last year, and I just finished my first year at Claremont McKenna College. I'd like to go into a line of work. It's definitely going to be something in the environmental sphere. And I, I just, I'm hoping to get started as soon as possible to do something that feels like it's going to make a change somewhere. <laughs> but I, from what I understand, you already are. <laughs> so can you explain about the work that you've been doing, even in high school? Because I, I just say, like, in high school, I didn't do anything. I played video games and sports and then some outdoors, you know, fishing and whatnot. But I think it's super interesting for this generation has a lot more interest and care than even ones that are slightly older than you, like myself. Yeah, it started with Team Marine with a club at Santa Monica High School led by Benjamin Kay. And he's kind of famous at my high school for getting unwitting people into environmental action and, and activism. I took his biology class in ninth grade, and we actually had extra credit opportunities, which were just to go to an electric car expo or go to this event. Um, what really started it was actually, I think it was called Protect the Pacific. Maxine Waters and Ted Lieu were there, and they had like celebrities coming to speak, and they were talking about offshore drilling. And the extra credit was just to attend. I was just like, this is awesome. I, I want to do this and started going to events even when I didn't get extra credit for them. <laughs> yeah, so you actually enjoyed it. You had fun doing it. Yeah, I think what you hear a lot is people dealing with climate anxiety and um, just feeling sort of powerless and upset about the future, which there's no way around and necessarily like that's always going to be there. But I think going to those events definitely instilled hope in a lot of us and just feeling like you are doing something. A, a big part of it was seeing the adults who were doing something because that's another thing is like, oh my God, is kids trying to do all of this? Are we the only ones that care? Like, you know, Greta Thunberg says stuff like that a lot. And seeing the people who have made their careers specifically for environmental issues and just, I mean, that was really powerful and um, definitely inspired me. So Greta was an inspiration for you in some part in getting into this? Yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing her speech at the UN and I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, this girl is, this girl's our age and, and look what she's doing. And the way she said it, like she really, she really gave it to him. Like <laughs> she was in a room full of people that, you know, she was kind of angry at and she told them and we thought that was amazing. And her attitude really influenced me in that, like, she was like, I'm not going to school and nothing else is important. Why are you training me for a future that will not happen if something doesn't change? And I think that attitude just kind of flicked a switch in people like, oh my gosh, she's right. So can you tell me about what's the largest event that you've helped to organize or been a part of? Yeah. So there was a global climate strike on September 20th, 2019. And of course, I wanted people from my school to attend. Um, and so Team Marine and I, we were starting to brainstorm, how can we get people there? And then I was thinking, what about 
the people that go there, they've probably gone with us before and that's great, but I wonder if we can reach a new audience, you know, whoever at our school decided not to go, like maybe there's a way to reach them. So I thought of the idea to hold an assembly on the day of the climate strike and have sort of a two pronged approach, which was get as many people to the strike as possible, you know, as many willing people who were excited about it. But then everyone else who was at school, let's, let's try and do a presentation for them. And, you know, maybe they'll go to the next one. If we just present, you know, this is why this is happening today. This is why people care. So we started that in the summer before the school year started because September 20th is pretty early in the school year. It would have been completely impossible to start once school started. So we started getting speakers. Um, we had our, at the time, our mayor, Gleam Davis, and we had a recorded video message, which was awesome, from our state senator, Ben Allen, who was also a Samuel High alum. So that was really cool for us to see. And, and he had some really inspiring words for everybody. And while all of that was going on, I, I think the other half of Team Marine was at the actual climate strike in downtown LA. So, you know, with the assembly that was over, that was about a thousand attendees. And then the climate strike had a couple hundred more. And so it was really great to see that much of our school engaging in some kind of activity. So how did these other students, the ones that hadn't been engaged before that you're trying to reach at the assembly, how did they react? Did you follow up with them afterwards? Did you kind of notice anything after, you know, having this moment with them and see any change? Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm realizing it. I forgot like one of the most important parts, but we also organized, we called it an eco-fair for after the assemblies. The assembly ended at lunch, so people had some free time and Right outside of the assembly, we had gotten um, organizations to come and table. We had like voter registration or for a lot of people, it was pre-registration because they were only 16 or something. <laughs> um, but um, also signing up to volunteer with Climate Action Santa Monica. Um, so basically the idea was, you know, at the end of the assembly, we were like, okay, you've heard all of this and maybe you're inspired, go outside right now, and you can sign up right now, you know, before they, you know, things get in the way, life gets in the way, they might forget about, you know, signing up if there was if there was time in between that. Yeah, that's, you know, I think something that uh, I, I have to really commend you for, that a lot of groups struggle with providing a follow-up right afterwards. That's great. I'm trying to, you know, because I'm hearing this kind of like a theme where you have someone who's obviously super capable like yourself and interested. And then you have kind of an outside inspiration in Greta Thunberg. And then you also have kind of a closer um, supportive mentor, your, your teacher, Mr. K. And so what do we need to do, in your opinion, to try to get more people engaged and, and get the support that they need to do the sorts of things that you're doing so that it kind of um, has a snowball effect? What would you want to see? Yeah. <laughs> um you know, in an ideal world, starting tomorrow, um, <laughs> every school in the country would properly educate students on climate change and the climate crisis and the full extent of the consequences of the climate crisis. Because in my experience, just informing people even a little bit, that was, that was all they needed to start caring. Most people don't learn it in school. But if it was just part of the curriculum, you know, from the beginning, like, starting in elementary school, like as you're learning about the world, you start learning about 
things that are more concerning. And so if every student in America was actually learning about it from an unbiased point of view, from a scientific point of view, I think a lot more people would be involved. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really great point. Getting back to the, the powerless feeling that you said that you had in, in the beginning, what do you feel your power is now? That is, I think it would be hard to put into words really, but um, I guess at this point I've seen definitively ways that I can influence people and I know that there's the capacity to do it on a bigger scale. So there's a lot of this like potential energy that I know is there and I know I could tap into. And I think the passion that I had for what I was doing, it's contagious. So from what I've seen is just having conversations with people where I'm actually explaining the things you know, to them face-to-face, like what I'm concerned about. What about climate change makes me care so much and, and want to mitigate it as much as possible? After that conversation, they're ready to do something too. And I guess just seeing the local elected officials or in local, but also like representatives in Congress that those successes that I see as successes when, when somebody who's maybe less funded ends up winning or someone who's fighting for climate justice, that shows me that you just have to put your mind into something. If you're lucky, (laughs) you know, if you're lucky to be at a place where you have the time and energy to, to put your mind into something, you can achieve a lot. So my, my last question that I want to ask and obviously I do conservation and environmental work. And so I'm you know, more aware than most people of the issues and the challenges that we face. But then it really hit me much more personally when I had my daughter. Um, she's 22 months old now. And I really think on an almost daily basis about what future she's going to have. So I think that probably the best thing I can do is ask people who are closer to her age, or at least who are growing up in in modern time, what advice should I give my daughter? You know, how can I help to give her the ethos and the mindset so that one day she falls in the footsteps of Lily Shirtock? Um, <laughs> that's that's a crazy thing to to hear, but um, I I guess if you have the time to devote to something like environmental activism, you know, that's great. And I certainly encourage that, but a lot of people don't. And and that's also understandable, but there are other ways to engage just by voting or, you know, sending links to your friends. I mean, if you see something on like Facebook and you share it, like every, I feel like every action counts and making sure that she knows that she has power in whatever she chooses to do. There, there are actions she can take and um, lives that she can influence no matter what. So this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. And I really hope that more people can you know, follow this lead that you and others have been setting. And uh, it really does make me feel a lot more hopeful for my daughter's sake. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I, I really hope that if any other high school student is listening, um, you know, just look into extracurriculars that you're passionate about that feel like they have a cause that you feel is worth fighting for. I mean, I guess the most I could hope for is just that more young people, um, you know, get involved. And and just thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. And good luck in, in the rest of college. Thank you. 
Biodiversity is made possible with support from the Gottlieb Native Garden. It's produced by me, Jake Owens, and April Merle, with contributions from Bennett Ray, Brenda Scott Royce, and Hannah Beal. Special thanks to Scott Logan. Our executive producers are Susan Gottlieb, Diane Shader Smith, Tom Jacobson, and Denise Ferret. Original music by Micah Smith. Mm-hmm.